My guest today is Ellie Seilern, a creator, mentor, and teacher in the field of sacred business. Ellie works with conscious enterprises and communities to usher in a new age of devotional living. She holds a deep fascination with the mechanics of quantum business and how to draw the nonlinear into practical methodologies. Her heart and mind are most drawn to the fields of money, sacred commerce, genius activation, and creative service. This conversation feels like an activation that takes this whole podcast to the next level, like in a computer game, next level unlocked. There's so much depth and there's so many profoundly powerful questions that Ellie brings that I really invite you to make yourself a cup of something delicious and drop into the space of receiving these powerful teachings and seeing how they might apply to you and allowing yourself the space and time to be with these transmissions, to be with them in your body, in your cells, as they apply to your your own unique expression in the world. In this episode, Ellie completely redefined how I see surrender and how it applies to creative projects and to business. We talked about the importance of honoring the cellular changes and allowing the time for your downloads and transmissions to integrate and embody in your human being. We discussed the boundaries between the divine and the human and the importance of honoring both and honoring your own unique life story. I will put all of the links of everything that we discuss in the show notes on ksaniabrief.com, so just head over and find the episode page. It's also linked in the notes of whatever platform you're listening on, Spotify or Apple or anything else, so that you can easily find all the things we're talking about. Enjoy this beautiful conversation with Ellie and let me know where it lands with you and what you're taking away. All right, Ellie, I'm so, so excited to have this conversation with you and we just started diving into some of the topics that we want to cover and some of the things that are present for us. And I just had to hit record because it's so good. And one of our original intentions when we first connected to do this podcast was to bring conversations that are typically behind the scenes into the forefront. Because you and I exchanged so many things. You gave me so many things in our exchange that revolutionized everything in my business, in my life, the people you introduced to me, the reflections you gave me about me being an entrepreneur and an artist and owning that honestly revolutionized everything. And how did we find each other? SEO. We'll talk about that in a second. But my intention for this conversation is, well, I know for sure that this will be a deeply nourishing and enjoyable conversation that will cover a lot of business and creativity, artistry, social media, money, activating your genius, and also um, the things that are currently a present for us in our daily work. So I'm just so grateful to bring you in and connect with you. And you came into my life as a reminder that one conversation can just activate so much and change the course of somebody's life, which is somebody's me in this case. And I'm excited to share you and your wisdom 
in your presence with everybody who's called to tuned in. Oh, thank you so much. And I love our story. I love the story of how we met and how the second that we actually began to speak, the conversations were so deep, were so rich. There was such a level of familiarity and respect between us, which just shows the power of being authentic and being tuned into your true, you know, your truth and your core transmissions, because then you really do find your friends and your allies from across the world. Mm -hmm. And you end up with these incredible, fruitful relationships. So I'm so grateful. And I'm, I'm just thrilled to be having this conversation with you. Mm. Truth in your core transmissions. I'm writing that down. We're going to revisit that. <laughs> so how did you find me? You found me through searching You'll, you'll tell your side of the story in a moment, but yeah. what happened on my end is I checked my email, somebody booked a session two days after I set an intention to do more one-on-ones because they make me feel so alive and I feel so in my medicine when I'm serving leaders and storytellers, conscious entrepreneurs, creators, and being this mirror of helping you translate all the wisdom you hold in all other areas of your life into how you show up online and how you do your storytelling and medicine sharing on there. And so you booked a session with me. I went to your website and it was a mic drop. As soon as I dropped into your world on your website, I just was swooped away by the words, the way that you frame your containers and your offerings, the way that you describe your work and just how clear you are in your boundaries of this is who this is for, this is who this isn't for. And there was, let's see, if I try to describe the energy that I was feeling, it's like, you're this lighthouse that's very bright. You know exactly what your strengths are, which way your light shines, what light bulb you have. And then you're just beaming that out into the world and saying, this is what I have. This is what I know. This is what I've embodied. If you're called to this, if this is a full energetic match, this is how I invite you to interact with me. It wasn't like any front any sales copy that just sounds good, but you wonder what's behind it, it, it felt like the utter and full truth. And so I sent your website to a couple of friends and I was like, this is incredible. Have you ever seen anything like this? And I was at a stage in my business where I was being called into the coaching world. So the, being part of the coaching and mentoring world has been in and out of my life. I just kind of create in various outlets. Sometimes I'll go more into content creation, sometimes podcasting, sometimes I open up some coaching and mentorship work or masterminds and courses and things like that. But last year I shut most of that down, guided by spirit, and was just talking to earth mostly and doing some other businesses for the past year or so. And before our conversation, I had just picked up the book and finished it within days, The Prosperous Coach which in my experience was the first conversation about merging the sacred and the coaching and how it's not really about being a good salesperson. It's about being a vessel for the divine. And I got a glimpse of how I can take this approach that I apply to everything else in my life. How can I be a vessel for the divine to the coaching business? And I kept telling everybody I know, I'm like, okay, I'm being called to this. I'm being called to this. The coaching conversation is being activated. And then you came in and you're a coach and you introduced me to Melanie Ann Lair. You just dropped a couple of names. I was taking notes. I'm always taking notes. You are. And then checking everything. <laughs> and I was like, and you talked to me as if 
I, I would have known who she is. You're like, well, duh, you know, everybody knows her. There's so many people who have utter under her umbrella and under her lineage. A lot of people you see online, you can kind of even recognize her tonality because they studied under her. And I had no idea. And I looked her up. I found that she was doing a masterclass on YouTube, her first one, I believe, on YouTube. And I devoured it and I got so much from it. And I ended up finding out the price, originally being way higher than anything I'd ever seen for a group program. To me, it was more similar to what I had paid for one-on-one context. So I had to really digest. I had to really sit back and allow the shock to dissipate, give it to the trees. And then behind the shock, what I found is this full body yes. It was a full energetic match for me to sign up. And what was really refreshing about it, and all thanks to you, is that there was no sales from her and her team's end that was pushy, Mm -hmm. that was manipulative. It spoke to my power. And as a result, me investing into it and making my first payment, my first payment was $2,222. And it was on 22nd. And I waited until it was 2222 in the evening. Um, And the moment I made that first payment, it felt so good. It felt so empowering. It felt so juicy. So that in itself was money medicine for me of trusting what is a match, investing in myself. And since then, I mean, there's, I have like a whole journal, so many nuggets that have been changing my life, but um, that's, you know, what I experienced in your world and in your website, because we also ended up doing an exchange of I did some social media sessions with you and you did kind of like a business strategy, genius activation with me. And you are an embodiment of all of these things that I am talking about that I didn't know were possible. What a beautiful um, version of, of everything, of the way that we came together and the journey that you've moved through is so relatable for me. And I'd love to tell my side of the story of how we met because Please. it's such an entrancing story. <laughs> <laughs> it's utterly entrancing. So I, for years, have had an ambivalent relationship with social media, probably like a lot of your community. And ambivalent in that um, it intrigues me, it repels me. I want to master it, and yet I don't want to be seen like I'm mastering it. I'm curious about the algorithm. I'm repelled by the algorithm. You know, all of these ambivalent sort of constricted um, various sides of ourselves that have points of tension. And I've also always had a very natural relationship with my community on there where, um, you know, it's a very engaged community. It's a a small community still, but it's very engaged. And... um, it's so funny because over the years, I've always been curious about, you know, what would it be like if I could find somebody who is on the same page as me that could help me a little bit with curating and tidying up my social media? Because the reality is from purely from a sort of operations point of view that most of my business comes through Instagram. And so I have searched many times over the years on Google for somebody who's on my wavelength. And I have never found anybody. I've tried putting in all sorts of different words, all sorts of different language, trying to kind of get into the SEO machine. And lots of people have come up and every single one of them was a hard no for me. 
And then it's so funny because with my own mentor, who's Hero Boga, um, we had been talking about sovereignty, the real meaning of sovereignty. You know, the, the, not just performative so- sovereignty, but energetic, embodied, uh, felt sovereignty. And she had shown me a completely new way to look at my social media, which was the way that I engage with social media is a direct reflection of my leadership and my boundaries. And so if I'm literally projecting out of my body while I scroll and I have a very enmeshed relationship with my community, then in turn, the field that I hold around my work is not going to feel safe and stable for my customers, where they are going to feel enmeshed with me to some degree. And so she invited me to redesign my relationship with social media. And when she says redesign, she means from the inside out on a molecular level. So, you know, no big deal. <laughs> so I thought about it for weeks and I, I really set a strong intention. I want to redesign my social media. And I had this ping to once again, look for somebody who could help me, who would understand what it was that I was looking for, who would understand my desire to redesign my boundaries on social media energetically on a molecular level. And I put a very specific uh, um, set of words into Google and you were the first person that came up. I clicked on your website. (laughs) Within about five seconds, I thought, okay, here she is. Everything she says, she gets it, she gets it. And I just immediately went onto your one-to-one. I literally didn't even look at the price. I was like, book, book, book. Yep. There we go. I was so excited about it. And then obviously when we met a few days later, it was two souls recognizing each other because we have just moved straight into a level of depth and recognition and mutual respect. And I have never once done a um, swap, like a services swap. I've never done that. I've never felt up for it. But with you, it was just like a full body yes, because it makes sense for us to work together almost as collaborators and like sharers of wisdom, um, which I think is a really high vibe way to kind of engage with the with the concept of swapping our services. Like if it's squeaky clean for both parties, mm-hmm. I think it can be a really amazing thing. Mm. Yeah, I remember. So you booked a session with me mm-hmm. and we spoke a lot about specifically social media leadership and social media sovereignty. And I had so many downloads come through me that were both for you and for me. So thank you for the level of depth and wisdom and questions that you brought, because that activated whatever came through me. And one of those visions was the visual of, okay, imagine the space of how you show up online in your community. What is your energy like? How are you communicating? And if you have this concern of not having strong enough leadership or boundaries, then it's your job to set them. It's your job to communicate them, whether it's energetically or through words or through both. And we also talked about iconic content, which is something that's been like in and out of my life. But I think it was on that call that the download came in of how a lot of the short form video, trendy kind of TikTok-y Instagram real stuff is very much like pop culture. And then the question was, there's, because what I'm seeing is that so many people feel like they should be doing it. They should learn the trends. They should learn the transitions. They're like, I should be part of this world, but I don't, don't know how to start. I don't know 
how to do the technical side of things, you know, I don't have the time, whatever that is. And I think that not everybody is meant to go there. You know, go for the latest kind of format and trend and speak the pop culture language. And for me originally, you know, in that moment, I took a step back from the pop culture kind of funny stuff. But then I was brought back into it with a different lens of, okay, I can use those formats as a kind of a container that will hold the deeper wisdom. So instead of doing just the trend that is like a surface joke, mm-hmm. how can that point to something deeper? And how can I use the caption and the energy for that to be an invitation to actually bring people into something? And so there is a way to do it with Zep. Mm-hmm. It's not the whole thing. And that's what our conversation brought us into. It was like the energetic of social media 201. And at the end, it was very clear. I got a very clear ping in the session. I said, "There's, I would love to do an exchange. And I haven't done this for many, many, many years. And I just allowed myself to sit on it as an emotional manifester. I was like, okay, chill out, chill out. Let this burn. Let the wave pass. And so I allowed it to pass. I allowed myself to sit it for a day. And I was just on the edge of my chair for the whole time. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to email Ellie. And so that's how it aligned for both of us. And I think also one more thing, you know, when you were talking about the specifics of what you searched for, I think you said conscious social media coach or conscious social media strategy. Can't remember exactly what I would have described you as, but I definitely would have I would have thought about the CEO and I would have used conscious. I might have put the word paradigm in there. <laughs> that's always quite a shortcut. That's a yes. wormhole in itself. <laughs> yes. Yes. But yes, I mean, the thing is, I had tried these things before and no one had come up. So I do believe that, you know, it was the right timing for because I wasn't ready to step into a new standard. Mm with my social media. I didn't, I didn't know what that meant until recently. And so I wouldn't have, we wouldn't have, um, probably understood each other's nuances as well if I'd found you earlier on. So everything was perfectly timed as it always is. Yes, it is. Yeah. So there's so many beautiful places we can go from here. One of them actually, are you drinking cacao? No, tea. Earl Grey tea. tea. It's later in in the day where you are. Yeah. But this was the other thing when you booked the session with me and I went on your website, you had a whole page about cacao. Mm. And cacao is such a big part of my life and my creative process. And so that was just another huge ping of like, and divine confirmation, like just how many things can you possibly align on with somebody on the other side of the world? and there's so much beauty in seeing the power in each other and walking side by side and elevating each other. And that's definitely something I've been working on within Melanie's community. And I'll drop the links to everything we're talking about in the comments so nobody has to search for it, including actually a page on my site, saniabrief.com slash SEO, where I've shared all of the SEO strategies that I use to be findable so that when somebody mm-hmm. gets the download, okay, search these words. Mm-hmm. So you're actually prepared to receive that and you have the content and the pages on your website to be discovered. It's one of my favorite topics, kind of weaving the mm-hmm. divine web of energetics and mm-hmm. the word web of search engine optimization mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in a mindful way. 
Yeah. Yes, I love that because what what you just described is kind of the the pinnacle of all of my work, which is partnering with the divine as a powerful human. So yes, you see yourself as a vehicle for your sacred business, but you're more a, a partner, a sovereign partner to your sacred business where your sacred business, or let's say your engagement with the divine, the divine exists in the subtle realms, whereas you exist here in the world of form and you, you're a human being with, with human powers, you know, being able to use SEO, being able to bring essence into language, choosing your language, masterfully putting it together into sentences, understanding the mechanisms of CEO and being able to make yourself findable by other humans. And so what you described is that perfect blend of the divine and the human. And uh, that is like the the seed of my greatest exploration at the moment is how can we honor our human power and sit eye to eye with the divine and with our with these sacred entities with our businesses and kind of learn how to work together mm-hmm. as equal partners. That is such a beautiful explanation of it because I'm realizing when I think about surrendering to the divine and being a vessel, mm-hmm. For me, the energetics of that are, okay, I'm giving myself up, you know, universe, God, use me, mm-hmm. take me. Mm-hmm. But what you're bringing in is actually a very different invitation. It is. And it allows room. It is. I want to talk about this. I, I would love you to say <laughs> anything and everything about this because this is really transformative, just this conversation right now in this moment, because it's also leaving room for human desires, you know? Absolutely. I think for me, the tension has been when, okay, when I'm like, all right, universe, God, use me. I have a Trello board called Surrender to God. So I put like all the things that I'm not sure about or not sure how to even begin approaching them. I put them on there. And I have had some beautiful experiences in my life. Or, all right, divine, take this over. I don't know how to hook it up from a human existence. And it actually happens but it doesn't leave room for recognizing my power, my skills, my gifts, and the human desires such as money. Yeah. So please speak more to that. Mm. So this is something I will speak from what I have really embodied and experienced myself. And please let me caveat this by saying, I'm still learning this dance between human power and working with the divine and working with the allies that exist um, in the world of essence. But I, what you said very interestingly, uh, the energetics around surrender is I give myself up, I surrender all my preferences, I surrender the way that I think this should look or that I want this to look. Here is my intention, but I even surrender that. And you, the visuals of that would be like you opening yourself up and merging with the divine and dissolving into the divine. And that is definitely how for many years I used to be, engage with life around me and certainly how I used to run my business. And I've come to learn that although surrender is an important part of the process, which we, I want to talk about later, there's so much more to this. So I realized that I used to engage, for example, I, I'll use my creative process as, as a good example of this. My creative process used to be that I would be sort of woken up in the middle of the night with like a million ideas. And I would imagine it like the realm of transmissions, which to put in the most accessible language possible is, you know, the mysterious field in which ideas live. 
Okay. So where do, where do creative impulses come? They come from somewhere outside of us. And when these ideas used to flood in, I would kind of open myself up and I would, I would call that channeling, let's say, and that all of these ideas would flood in and it would sometimes be very overwhelming. And I'd think, oh my God, I have to make sure I write this down because I'm like channeling right now. And sometimes it would switch off. And when I used to teach courses, for example, I would surrender before the, the live call began and I would say, use me as a vessel. And then I would press record, log on to my live call and I would begin channeling. But there was always a hint of perhaps you could say um, trepidation because I knew that I, or I felt like I was opening up and I was fully merged with the divine and I was allowing things to flow through me. And I didn't really have control over when that started, when it stopped or how I would formulate it. And I've learned through my work with Hero that we need to honor our boundaries as human beings when we choose to partner with the divine, when we choose to partner with these creative impulses. And if we can learn how to create a boundaried sovereign relationship with these creative impulses or with the divine or with our business entities, and we can recognize our role, our important role that we play in partnership with the spirit of our business, let's say, that we have skills and we have expertise and we have powers that these formless beings do not have. So like we described with the SEO. And so now when I dialogue with my business um, or I dialogue with a divine, I don't disregard my preferences. I don't disregard what, what is practical for me. I don't disregard my desires and I certainly don't disregard my power. So now when I dialogue with my business, I'll or let's say a specific creation in my business, I'll say, I will ask, what are your intentions for this program that you want me to teach? Like, tell me about this program, because I understand that the program originates outside of the world of form. And so I will attune into it and I will listen to the intentions and I'll begin to intuit the essence. But then I will say, okay, here are my intentions. Here's what would suit me. I have space now for a three-month program oh, you want it to be six months? Well, I would rather it's three months. Or, you know, so you kind of start to dialogue as equal partners. And there are so many specific creative practices that you can deploy in bringing these ideas into form. And I found that the more advanced I get and the more kind of practiced and the more I I hone that practice of being sovereign with my business. It has completely changed my capacity. So my central nervous system has massively calmed down. I no longer feel like I'm being flooded in my head by a million different ideas. It's like I know exactly when to switch it on and I know when to switch it off. And I no longer see channeling in the same way where I'm not willing to merge anymore. Like I want to remain sovereign and boundaried at all times and to choose when to consciously partner with something in the world of form or with the divine and that I do so eye to eye, side by side in a healthy partnership. And it's just completely changed my life and the way that I create and the way that it, my relationships, the decisions I make, my relationship with money, and most importantly, my relationship with my community because that that enmeshment that we spoke of, I was enmeshed even with 
not just with my community, but I was also enmeshed with, for example, some spiritual teachings that I deeply admire, like the Gene Keys. Mm. I began to examine what is my relationship to these teachings, for example, that I love. Um, am I enmeshed with them or do, do I see myself as a sovereign, equal partner, as an ally? Mm. So anyway, I'd love to hear what you, I'd love to hear what your thoughts are on this because I know I just spoke a lot and said a lot, but it's been such an incredible learning curve for me. Before we continue, I wanted to share with you about the sponsor of this episode, Silver Biotics. Have you heard of silver as a supplement? Yeah, you heard that right. Silver I've been hearing about its immune-supporting properties for years and got to experience its power in its fullest this past season. I've been taking Silverbiotics daily to help keep my immune system on guard from those tiny body invaders. It has helped restore my immunity to recover and get back to business so quickly. Talk about a biohack. When used as a preservative, silver salt technology can inhibit the growth of bacteria, yeast, and mold in the product. Pretty cool, right? It can also help with oral health and skin conditions. Silver Biotics brand is perfect for taking control of your own health as they offer products in several health categories, including dietary supplements for immune support, skin care, oral care, and wound care. Here's the thing, not all silver is made equal. Silver Biotics brand allows you to access the power of silver like never before. They've taken the old technology of silver and improved it to create the next generation of true colloidal silver products with their silver soul technology. In addition to using their immune support supplement, I've been using Silver Biotics Armor Gel. It's incredible for all kinds of cuts, wounds, burns, sun damage, and bee stings. I had our contractor use it the other day for exactly that, and being the country person that I am, I always have it handy. Silver Biotics products have super clean ingredients that have passed my personal test. There's no parabens, no synthetics or sulfates, and when they use scent, they only use the highest quality essential oils, not fragrance. I am also excited to test their toothpaste, so stay tuned for that. If you want to make a powerful addition to your daily routines and medicine cabinet, Silver Biotics is an awesome brand to check out and keep on your radar. Go to silverbiotics.com and use code Xenia, K-S-E-N-I-A, for 20% off your first time order. That's S-I-L-V-E-R-B-I-O-T-I-C-S.com, code K-S-E-N-I-A, for 20% off. You can also find that link in the show notes. And now back to this episode. Wow. Yeah. It also opens up the topic of stewardship of teachings. You know, there's a way to respectfully honor your lineage and your teachers, like we spoke about before this, without, without that enmeshment, without giving yourself fully over. So if you have something to say about that, I would love that. Or if you're open to it, I would also love to explore one or two of those creative practices that you brought up so we can get a taste of what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So broadly speaking, I'd say the biggest change that has come into my creative practices is simply understanding that I exist as a human being and that as a human being, I'm fully sovereign. And sovereign is a very overused word. 
And it's a word that I've, it's a, it's a, a field that I've only really begun to understand in the last year or so. Um, and I know that, for example, I'm going to have a lot more of unfolding around my relationship to sovereignty. But now when I, let's say that I begin to intuit, I want to teach a course, like I can feel like I'm ready to bring something new into form. In the past, I would have, I would have looked at the ideas and the concepts that were lighting me up. So I would have come at it from quite an intellectual point of view where, um, you know, you kind of, um, you know, I would have been able to take certain ideas, certain concepts, certain teachings and weave them together into quite a coherent narrative. And then I would have formed a course around that. Whereas now what I do is I close my eyes, I come into my body and I, I sit in my space, in my sovereign space and outside of my physical boundary, I will invite the soul of my business to enter into conversation with me. And just that profound difference where you're inviting a dialogue outside of yourself face to face means that you receive information in a completely different way. And it means that you're able to understand like all the different elements that come into bringing something into form, all the different bubbles and how they exist, all the moving parts and how they relate to one another. There's me, Ellie. There's my soul. There's the soul of my business. There's each of the individual creations. And these are all different moving parts and they all deserve to be treated as individual sovereign creations. And they each have relational qualities to one another. And I have the power as a human being to understand and look very closely at the relational qualities between each of these moving parts. And I also have the power to clean those up. And that is a completely different approach to creating than to simply um, surrender with an energetic of, um, I'm here to do whatever you want. Like I give myself fully over, I surrender everything. Because underneath that, not only is it physically unhealthy, because you actually, you actually dissolve your boundary and you're opening yourself up to a lot of energetic um, invasion, you know, and it's the truth. Like, if you don't healthily know how to channel, healthily know how to engage with um, energies outside of the world of form, it can be risky. But it also, uh, when we surrender and we merge and we say, I surrender all my preferences, we're, we're, we're not acknowledging our human power and we're not acknowledging the particularities that make up our personhood. You know, I have gifts, I have desires, I have preferences, I have a life, I have a lineage. I, I've spent almost 40 years on this earth and every day is a whole story in itself. And this, my story forms who I am. And, and all of the intricacies of who I am are nuances and, and the language of my soul. And I used to just disregard those when it came to manifestation, for example. And I would say, I'm just an empty vehicle for the divine. And I, I would imagine the divine washing through and just like, I would have absolutely no engagement in actually consciously choosing where I want to go. And there is a place for surrender. There is absolutely a place for surrender. But surrender has to come at the end. Once you have curated and, and taken responsibility for your part that you play in bringing things into form. And then right at the end, you honor the fact that there is a, still a realm of limitless possibilities that you couldn't even imagine. And it's at that point that you surrender the, 
you surrender it right then. You say, now that I've chosen everything that's in my power to choose, surprise me. And then you surrender it. But you're surrendering it with such a powerful energy rather than this energy of, of being a supplicant. You know, it's moving from worship to embodiment. That's the best way I can put it. Mm-hmm. From worship of the divine to embodiment of the divine? Yeah. Yeah. So like it's 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 moving from there's another way. Um I've forgotten the other way that I sometimes describe it. Yeah. So the idea that we worship something and we see it as somehow superior to us. Mm. And instead and that that is a sentence from the Gene Keys. It's one of my favorite sentences, this idea of it's it's being codependent almost. Mm-hmm. It's being codependent with your business. It's being codependent with the divine, where you're like, I have no control. And you sort of, you, you become a supplicant when, why would you be a supplicant? Because you were made of the divine. Like we are the divine. The sacred is in every cell of our body. And this is, this is about coming into right relationship with your power as a human being. And like that is, has been the work that I've been moving through with Hero. And it has completely transformed my relationship to kind of, you know, to, to the idea of surrendering to the divine. So when you said that, I had to, mm. I had to start this conversation. And, and, you know, this is triggering for some people. It is triggering for some people um, because it, it's a new way of, of seeing our part, but it's, it's so empowering. Yeah. When I think about some of my most powerful transmissions downloads that I've ever gotten, one in particular last fall, on a medicine journey, what I was left with is that I am a creator and that I my job is to consciously weave everything in my life and to honor being a human. You know, I came out of this with specific instructions of applying this delicious body oil on my body and just like taking a hot shower and just being in this body. You know, I went out saying, all right, show me God. And I came back saying, God is in your body. Honor your body. Nice. Be a creator. And I can totally see what you're saying, how it can be a triggering topic because it is a different way of seeing it. And honestly, I'm still taking in the mind blown. It's going to take me a little bit to process the way you shared it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what I would love to also explore is the topic, the idea that you mentioned in the beginning of this before we started recording is that you love governance. You love, you know, the big boardroom table and the conversations. I don't. I thought I would want that when I was creating my future from my 20-year-old self, but that's not what I like. I don't love managing people. I love communing with trees. And when I have attempted to, with the direction of my mentor, Michelle Sinay, months ago to speak with some of the souls of my own businesses. So for example, the heart bowl, the ceramic heart-shaped bowl that has been a project birthed through me from since 2014, I think, and has become this love language that I get to use in my life and in my business. And I remember just sitting there, not really doing much in the world, And I was starting to play with the ideas first from my human self of, okay, is it time to sell the business? Is it time to sell the website? You know, what's meant to be? How do I, what do I do with this? 
And then what Michelle invited me into, she said, why don't you just invite the soul of the heart bowl to a conversation? And what I found through that exercise is that when I light my incense and I put my sheepskin down and I sit down and I say, all right, soul of heart bowl, let's talk. It doesn't show up. It does not. I'm sitting there. I'm like, I'm crazy. I've got to be crazy. This doesn't work. And so what I found through that is all of us communicate very differently with that world that we've been speaking about. Yes. And I'm curious, does it ever happen to you that the soul doesn't show up? Uh, What do you recommend to clients who work differently? Mm -hmm. I know that for me, typically downloads come in motion, either when I'm moving my body, walking around the property, or when I'm actually doing something, or when I'm speaking, things come through me. And especially when when I'm in the presence of other powerful humans. Yes, yes, all of those apply. And I think this is a really important question, because sometimes people feel if they sit down and they set the sacred space, and they don't have clear guidance that they're doing something wrong not spiritual enough or that somehow they're not worthy of receiving guidance and it can trigger yeah not spiritual enough or that it doesn't work and there's a couple of things to say on this firstly i think physically from from what i'm from i believe that physically you you do need to refine um and raise the frequency of your body because these uh these let's say these entities from the formless world these spirits and these like creative impulses they hold a much higher vibration than we do and so in order for them to communicate with us they have to lower their frequency and we have to raise ours because if we were to to meet them at their frequency it would harm us in the same way that if we go too close to the sun we would be burned And so there are a lot of these really divine energies that are simply just too far out of our reach frequency-wise. And so I think there is a place for consciously clearing out your body, your energy body, every single day and removing stagnant energy and and looking for interference patterns and looking for wounds and and or any non-native energies that have lodged themselves in because you've channeled without protection etc cetera, etc cetera. i think there's a, pl- a a large place for that and i think one needs guidance in order to learn how to do that properly but then i also think there's also um everybody receives guidance in a different way so with me and i have this practice every single day where i will sit opposite all the different allies that I choose to work with my business, then my specific creations like the programs or with like, you know, various other, various other divine energies, let's say. And what I've noticed is that sometimes I'll receive direct responses, but sometimes they will come later in the day. So they'll come, for example, if I'm going for a swim or they'll come when I sit down on my laptop to write or they'll come three days later. And, you know, this whole idea of attunement, you know, of being in proximity to these fields of living wisdom, they don't necessarily come through thought forms. They might come through physical changes on a cellular level, on a DNA level, and then they take a while to unfold. And this is why it's so important. And I think we were talking about this before we pressed record, about the idea of fast metabolism, where 
too many of us in the creative world because we're so jacked up, because our central nervous systems are so jacked up, we sort of, we metabolize things too fast and we, we read an idea or a concept and it makes intellectual sense to us and we quickly scrabble them together and we might even teach a course about it a week later. When actually, it might be intellectually, you might understand it intellectually very quickly, but for it to become embodied and for it to become a part of the fabric of your body and of your energy body, it takes time. It just does because we're working with flesh and blood here. And so there's such a case to be made for being patient when it comes to these dialogues with our, you know, with the spirits of our, our heart shaped bowls or the spirits of our business. That if you do it every day, you will develop more and more and more of a familiar relationship, just like you would with a human being. Mm, oof. It's honoring those cellular changes just as much as the actionable, very kind of human realm understandings and allowing it time to unfold. You know, the visual that comes to mind is, I don't know why we have a big fridge, but it's always seems to be quite full. Uh, I guess because we don't live around a big grocery store. So when we shop, we shop, you know, the big batch. But even though our freezer is pretty big and we have an extra freezer in our workshop, there's typically not much space. We have to like constantly be rearranging things to fit the ice cream. So we only have one ice cube tray. And now that it's hot season, I've been making iced coffees and matchas in the morning. I'm excited to start making iced cacaos too. Sometimes I'll reach for the ice cubes for the matcha and there's only enough for one of us, me and Eric. And I have to make the tough choice. <laughs> who gets the ice matcha and who has to drink the hot <laughs> is matcha? It a, is it a tough choice? <laughs> <laughs> not really, not really. He lives by happy wife, happy life. So we're pretty clear on small decisions like that. So then I'm like, all right, I should have filled it last night when I thought I needed to fill it, but then I forgot, I got distracted. And then I fill the ice cube tray and it takes hours to crystallize and there's beauty occurring. I can't see those beautiful crystals. They're not detectable by the human eye. I, I can't really witness the process because the freezer has to stay closed. And I feel like it's the same with our cells and with those changes and shifts that we're asking. And what I'm hearing from what you said is it's not about, all right, it's about sitting down, getting the question, getting the answer, and then, all right, I know exactly what I'm doing in my business. Let me make that change on my website based on what the soul of my business said. It's more like showing up with an open heart, showing up with the questions, mm. ready to receive the cellular changes when you're ready, taking the time to integrate, taking care of your nervous system, taking care of your human body, and just trusting that when it's time, it's going to be integrated into your business in the way that it's meant to be, and that it's not because we're talking about the energy realm, it's not that black and white. It's not like a to-do list that you check off and then it's done. Mm -hmm. It's this integration over mm -hmm. a lifetime mm -hmm. of your business and your human. Yes. Plus, when you said about um, the idea that we just pop next door, have a quick, um, a quick dialogue with the spirit of my business and then go and change my website copy, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. <laughs> You know, this goes back to the same conversation around um, recognizing our, the, our human contribution to that creative process. Because part of 
part of the dialogue and part of the relationship that you have with your business and bringing things into form and manifestation is that you need to grow into the person who is able to hold that thing in, you know, uh, to hold it properly. You need to be the kind of person who, who includes that thing in your life. And so whenever I, and website copy is a brilliant example, because if you're having dialogue with your business and you're just, it's not quite making sense to you, you can't quite kind of bring that into crystallization. You know, you have to imagine that you are developing as well as this, the essence of your business, for example, and that these two entities sitting opposite each other, you and your business, they're both growing and developing at a certain pace. And the more that they grow and develop at a certain pace together, the more there's resonance and coherence. And so you won't be able to translate that into website copy unless you've also grown into somebody who's able to translate that essence into language. Mm. And so it's always a partnership. It's always a partnership where you're developing and you're developing into somebody who can hold more from their business. And so you have to learn. And this is why I really like kind of, I like sort of the idea of like a longer mentorship capsule or, you know, just giving ourselves more space and time. Not everything has to be quantum leaping. You know, there's a case to be made for slow, steady, sustainable growth because quantum leaping absolutely exists. But what is the cost to your central nervous system? In, in some cases, quantum leaping is totally appropriate. And it, it, it for, you know, for certain stages of your creative process, it makes sense. But then you have to respect that in the realm of flesh and blood, we, we live by certain limitations and laws, the world of form. And that you have to slowly kind of redesign and refine and reconfigurate on a molecular level yourself as a container, because you include like the whole, the whole of your life story. And, you know, the, the idea that we become, we have to become a new person every single day. And that person that we become has to be able to sit and hold that impeccable space. And so that's what I always think is, I've given myself a lot more space recently where I understand that conversations and dialogues between me and my business, that they're, they're ongoing. They are always ongoing. But if I look back at the last three months, I can always see how much growth there's been. And that's why I let these transformative things be a slow process. There's two fields that arose as you were speaking. And then towards the end, of course, you brought both in very specifically. One is quantum leaping and quantum business that's in your bio and on your website. And I would love to hear more what that means to you and how that applies to what you teach in the world. And then the second one is about your work with your mentor hero. So I'll let you choose whichever direction you would like to go to first. Mm. Well, I'll start with quantum business. So quantum business is really just a catch-all term that really just refers to the idea, and many of your listeners will be very familiar with this concept anyway, refers to the idea that our business is a living entity. And that the minute that we genuinely decide to be of service through our business, like the moment that becomes a genuine intention, the moment that your business is able to serve an evolutionary purpose, then it has its own life. It has its own soul. And that you can 
choose to work in those kind of subtle realms of your business, that you don't just have to work with your business as a 3D construct and that your business has its own soul, its own life, its own evolutionary purpose, its own set of soul qualities. And that you can choose to partner with those. You can choose to bring certain one of those soul qualities into form. And that you can come into a sovereign partnership with your business. And then what I've learned with my work from Hero is she's taught me how to go very deeply into those quantum aspects, into those energetic aspects of business. And how to, yeah, everything that I've really talked about, how to really come into a working partnership, how to understand the soul qualities of my business on an embodied level, how to listen to the intentions of my business, how to co-create with my business energetically, how to bring certain things into form and yeah, how to use my human power as like the vehicle that my business has chosen to partner with. And working with her has been incredible because because before I began to work with her, which was last October, so that's around nine months ago, I still very much, although I've had a spiritual practice for 10 years, and although I've the word the phrase quantum business is one that I've used for a while now, like long before I even began working with Hero, I didn't have a, a particularly clear understanding of the quantum. I knew it to be this invisible field that holds us. I knew it to be this field where the laws of energy are very different to the laws of form. And I I knew that like the idea of quantum leaping, which is where you see things happening at a vastly accelerated pace, because I know that in the world of formlessness, you know, the same laws don't apply. But what I've learned now is how you can work in the subtle realms, but you can also learn how to create structures and frameworks in the physical world that help support the work that you've done in the subtle realms. And that if you do that properly, then everything is safer, more sustainable, and it feels much better on your central nervous system. I'm just getting a full body. Yes, this is the reason I created my podcast is to merge the conversation of the physical, well, the digital and the energetic primarily, but the digital involves the physical too, as us, the human being the vessel for the digital creations. So it's like this triangle. I never thought about it as that, but in your presence, somehow visuals always drop in always. So thank you for whatever channel you always open up with your presence. (laughs) And this conversation is truly bringing this podcast into the next level of depth and iteration. So thank you for blessing this space and everybody listening with these really profound invitations that will continue unfolding for the lifetime of my life and the podcast and everybody else who's on this journey with us. Oh, absolutely. My intention for this conversation with you was that I know the power of a conversation and, you know, hearing one, one sentence and it only really takes one sentence. Whoever's listening to this, it's been a multi-layered, multifaceted discussion. And you only need one sentence to unlock something and to, to activate an unfolding. And I knew my intention was that I, I would you know, bring my best to this conversation and sit eye to eye with you and open my heart, 
open my mind and, you know, to a certain degree, surrender and allow whatever transmissions wanted to come through because whoever's meant to hear this conversation will hear it and the exact sentences will drop into whoever is meant to hear those exact sentences. And, you know, I'm still learning like this new lens that I've been looking through in the last nine months of understanding my own human power. It's still so new because we as a human race have such an ambivalent relationship with power where we, there are so many distortions and projections around power, around manifestation, around money, around business, around governance, hierarchy, leadership. And I just realized for how long I've responded to the, to the unease in my body by surrendering and by merging and by kind of choosing almost to just accept, like, I know there's a better way and I'm going to just kind of, um, allow myself to bypass like the gritty work and I'm just going to intellectually allow those teachings to quieten my mind. But now that I've kind of played around with what does it actually feel like to appreciate the fact that as a human being, I have full power and full responsibility to change my reality on a day-to-day energetic, physical, practical, playful level. It's just been so life-changing. So I had to speak about it today. And I, I know that the exact people who are ready to look through that lens, I highly recommend anybody to go on Hero's website because even reading her website is an activation. She's the most phenomenal woman and I'm so proud and honored to be her apprentice and to be learning from her and working with her. Mm. It's, I just have to pay homage to her as my, the greatest teacher I've ever had. Wow. Yeah, you introduced me to her as well. Thank you for that. And I actually bought two hard copies of the Sacred World of Your Business playbook for me and my husband. And we're planning to do it in person as a sacred ritual. I've already kind of looked at some of the pages and it it's so special. Mm. It's the most beautiful, beautiful um, book because it really teaches you how to look at the world of your business and the landscape of your business. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a, in a completely different, multifaceted way. I think you're going to absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. So I know it sounds like we wrapped up the podcast, but we're not done yet. I have some really juicy questions remaining. <laughs> we just opened it. We unlocked. And thank you very much. We unlocked the next level of this game. <laughs> so now that we've entered the next level, my other question to you about your mentorship with Hero. First, I also want to name and call out the fact that you didn't say go to my website. You know, if, if what we're speaking about speaks to you and activates something in you, go on my website. I have this and this. There's nothing wrong with that. But I think there's also such generosity of spirit of you saying go to my mentor's website. And this is something we were discussing before this. I was like, do you, how do you feel about bringing up the names of our teachers, people we're learning from? Does that land right with you? And you said it's actually very important for me to honor the lineage. And it's a hot topic in the industry. So I'd love you to speak a little bit more to that and this new paradigm of there's enough for everybody. And me mentioning my teacher doesn't take anything away from me. If anything, it actually contributes to the field that we all are part of. Yes, yes. And we we were talking about this. I think this is a really big conversation in our industry. And I think it's it's a beautiful thing to honor and to name the lineage of teaching. Because if you think about it, you, you have a vast, each one of us probably listening to this podcast has 
a long and vast lineage of teachers and mentors. You know, all the books that you've read that have contributed to, to the woman that you are today, like all of the teachings, all of the conversations, all of the concepts. And if you were to close your eyes and like look at that lineage, it's so sacred. And it's so beautiful to actually do the honoring and to to bless your lineage and to understand that, you know, all of those different strands, those DNA strands have contributed to, yeah, to the becoming that you are today and how our life is just an unfolding in itself, like an unfolding of, of all the multifacets of who we are. And, you know, the industry that we're in is a very interesting industry because you and I um, largely live in the world of social media, I suppose, in terms of that's where we host, um, you know, it hosts a lot of our work, let's say. I, I think it's the same for you, isn't it? Mainly Instagram, yeah, website, TikTok. Podcast. When you say host, it's so interesting. It sounds so multi-planetary. It's like our soul is hosted in our body. <laughs> yeah, the host. Yeah, it's like, because it's just, this is, this is such an interesting chat because it's it's a really in a way it's a very unnatural ecology and it just is you know i love instagram and i love social media because you know it connects us to a community it allows us to be it allows us to be artistic and curatorial and to have fun and to to express ourselves in a way that you just wouldn't do on your website or even in person but it just brings in like it brings in all of these elements of influence, which you just, you wouldn't be engaging with influencing a community if you were not on social media. So if social media were to disappear tomorrow and you were, and you trusted, for example, let's say that you knew that your work, you knew that your clients would still come, but they would come from like real life, from word of mouth, but you wouldn't have a community that is like watching you, listening to you, responding to you you would still be delivering your your client work and you might be teaching courses to like actual live groups, but you wouldn't be like engaging and speaking to an audience. Like how different would that be? And so we have this strange ecology where we're expressing and broadcasting to a community. We're holding space for a community, but we're also in this echo chamber of a constant discussion. And what that does is it just fills up our heads with other people's thought forms and ideas and narratives and projections and beliefs. And it can be really, really difficult to discern what's yours and what isn't yours. And I had no idea what I even felt about things last year. You know, by the end of last year, because I, I told you this on our first session, I took three months off Instagram, kind of at the peak of my career at the time. And it was the year before last. And there was a voice in me that said, oh, you, you really shouldn't be taking three months off Instagram. You, you've like, you're just at a tipping point in your career. But I just, I, could, I didn't know who I was anymore. And I couldn't distinguish between my, my templates and other people's templates. So I did take that time off and it was the best thing I ever did. And what I now look around and see is there are, there are so many kind of accepted templates and the grooves are so deep now that like <laughs> when it comes to expressing ourselves and creating containers for our work, it's like we just borrow from this same small group of templates that just keep circulating around our industry. 
and we don't have the courage to be original and we ignore our our authentic kind of preferences of like maybe you don't want to do just masterminds or mentorships or teach courses maybe you want to invent something completely new but you there's no space to be creative anymore and there's a lot of imitation and a lot of fast metabolism i already use that phrase and not enough digestion and not enough pause and not enough boundaries and far too much enmeshment and i'm still working out how to engage with that cleanly and to be in right relationship with that and so it's still a learning curve for me but that's why i think it's really important to honor the lineage of who we learn from because it just helps distinguish in ourselves as well what are the teachings that we're engaging with and how does that mer- uh, how does that blend with with us and like our learned experiences from our life mm. does that make sense <laughs> Yeah, you. It was an unexpected twist there, with how beautifully you spoke to <laughs> social media, and I mean, you raised so many questions. One of them being, I imagined myself, right? If there was no social media, would we be influencing? Like, would I go to the farmers market wearing the clothes that the brand paid me to and wear on a to like box. influence people? You know, it's such a. It is a funny world, but it also is. I feel like I manifested this world because growing up, I was obsessed with magazines and music videos. I absolutely loved watching Making Of. Oh, me too. And kind of seeing everything that goes into music videos. Like anytime there's a new music video that comes out, a new JLo, I'm like, stop everything. Everybody leave the room. I'm watching this music video. And I wanted to be part of it. And at the time, I thought the way that it would look is I would become a member of a hip hop crew. And I did become a member of one. And then I'll be in a music video. I'll go to like LA and go to Millennium Dance Studio, which is where Britney Spears and her crew would dance. And then somebody would notice me. And then I would end up on a Timbaland or a TI music video. That, that was the extent of my dreams when I was like 16. That is a. <laughs> I love that. So, did any of those things come true? Um, no, not in the form that I expected, <laughs> but in the idea that I now have my own platforms, which essentially are like TV channels. And if I choose to, I get to dance. Mm-hmm. If I choose to, I get to share an outfit. If I choose to, I get to share my voice. Mm-hmm. It absolutely did. I feel like my life mm-hmm. has become the magazine or the TV channel or music video that I wanted so bad to be part of. Mm. And I don't have any director to be accountable to. I am the creator. And, you know, if somebody told me when I was 16 and writing my first blog and obsessed with magazines that I could be part of this and I could just create every single part of it and be seen in it and build a community and exchange creative ideas with other people who have similar interests, I would just be beyond myself. It's such a gift, you know? So on the one hand, yes, there's what you're saying. There's like the repetition and the possible enmeshment and the codependency with social media. And on the other hand, isn't there in every other area of life too? Yes, absolutely. And and you're right that every time a new ecosystem is born it will have its own complex set of dynamics relational dynamics that are bespoke to that so you're quite right like a corporate office has its own 
set of relational qualities and 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 sort of like weird kooks that are unique to that ecology. So you're completely right. And I also think that if you end up in a corporate office or if you end up on Instagram, like if you become aware of those things, then it can be like a fun and interesting and important thing to do to to learn how to come into right relationship with them. Because it's true that it's not a coincidence that you've ended up being in a leadership influence position on social media. And it's not a coincidence that I've ended up loving to express myself on there and also, um, you know, holding space for a community on there. If it didn't speak to my soul, I wouldn't do it. And it's the same with you. Like this is a, a direct result of your soul's desires coming into form. And that's why I love your story so much, because I can picture you being the little girl reading Sugar and Bliss, bliss and Miz, <laughs> <laughs> which right. you told me that you read all the English, which yep. just makes me laugh so much <laughs> with all the, the lingo, the like Tung Sani. Do you Lads. remember Tung Sani? I, I do not remember. What does that mean? <laughs> do you not know what Tung Sani means? I would love to know. It means it's short for tongue. Okay. So it's, do you know what Sani is? No. Sandwich. Uh, okay. So what's a tongue sandwich? <laughs> oh, all right. All right. Good to know. Good to know. I wonder if I saw that, but was too shy to ask my parents. <laughs> probably did. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but um, that's so funny. It's so funny. So, but you're right. Like, I don't, I also don't like to focus on what's wrong with the industry or what's wrong with our ecology, because it's much cooler to to look at what's right or to look at who we're becoming. But it's definitely a, a very interesting Petri dish, social media. And it's just, I notice trends on there, like I'm sure you notice trends on there. And in this tiny little um, glass container that is our industry, it's just really interesting to watch like the, the dynamics that play there mm. and how like the overriding message that I get is like, people are afraid to be themselves and that actually in as an influencer and there's nothing like being an influencer is is a noble thing to be like you can come into right relationship with influence and you can hold that really beautifully and you can also and this is why I hired you in the first place is I knew that I wanted to create a new field of leadership where I want anybody who walks into the world of my business and that means clicking on my profile I want to have created an energetic container that extends to that so that the minute you click onto my page, your soul understands that you can be, it is safe to be yourself and that in my world, you are welcome as you are and that I see you for who you are and that I will never try and tell you that you need to be somebody else and that I will never teach you ways to to morph yourself, to become more appealing to others. I will never teach you that magnetism is a result of, you know, hacking your image to appear more pleasing to other people. Like in my world, you can be yourself. And I, and literally this is the most simple intention that sits inside the world of my business is this is a safe, protected space for you to be yourself and I will be myself and we're going to have fun while we're doing it. And we're going to play and discuss these really juicy concepts. But those concepts are there to be digested and unfolded at the pace of your soul and no one else's. Mm. 
That is such a beautiful intention. And that's all we can do. We can weave the container that we hold and how we show up. And then we are not responsible for, and we can't control how anybody else takes that. You know, it's just our job to trust that whoever watches our work, whoever engages with it, they do it from a place of empowerment instead of something that doesn't serve them. And that's not up to us. You know, we all go through different stages. And I think when I started watching Melanie's stuff, it started with, hold on, this woman made how many millions of dollars over her career? You know, like, let me just see what she's up to, like what she's doing, how she's announcing this, like her sales pages. It started as, let me examine this. And then I got so much soul remembering and value and connection that it was like a no-brainer. And so I think we all go through times of, okay, like my brain needs reassurance or it needs to see what's been out there. Yes. And that sometimes leads to something bigger if we're open to it. Absolutely. And that, like the desires, like those are pure, you know, the curiosity and desire is is the voice of your soul. So like if something piques your interest or if something's curious or if you, you know, the idea that that act of seeking reassurance, I think, is our soul that's like seeking to remind us that like that, you know, we're home and that we can find our way home through so many different paths. But what I find like a value that's really important to me is as somebody who enjoys writing and like I've always loved to write I'm so aware of the potential shadow power of language where I can easily whip up through my word artistry a sales page that very subtly bewitches you entrances you and triggers a hunger in you I could easily do that and I've done it many times before uh, consciously and unconsciously because I thought that's how you had to do it and now I'm extremely intentional when I write my sales pages and my latest sales page I wrote is honestly my purest work in that there is absolutely no spell casting whatsoever. It still means that I um, draw upon my artistry as a writer, but that I truly am writing a story that makes you feel safe and warm and seen and loved and cherished. I am not trying to I'm not trying to conjure up a vision that takes you away from yourself because I know that I'm going to be kind of playing on a very subtle pain point within you. Mm. And so like it, it can be very subtle. You can understand that concept of we can be really, really intentional in, in, the, in the world that we create in our business. Yeah, I think anybody who's in my world and probably in yours too has been really turned off by the traditional marketing and like the sales languaging and speaking to the pain points, like I could never, ever do it. It just was not my thing. And I've been seeking another way. And I truly believe that what we're speaking about is the way. Star Wars reference. It is the Mm -hmm, way mm -hmm. for anybody who (laughs) is willing to co-create with soul and with invisible from a pure place. And I love that you also spoke directly to casting spells and like, you know, using that kind of energy within there 
And then shining the light on that and realizing, hold on, is this what I want to do? No. And then moving into pure expression. It's such a, we're like getting into 301 right now. <laughs> Level three yeah, unlocked. It's very new. No, because I used to pride myself on being able to cast spells in my sales pages because you can, and this is even way beyond me knowing, okay, I don't want to do old paradigm marketing. I'm not selling to a pain point, but I, you can still be casting spells where you're painting a picture that is very beguiling for your reader and that you're also, you're casting, you know, you're excited about the vision that you're casting, but there's still, if you look really underneath it, there's still a dynamic of here is a way to be, and this is, you should be like this if you want to be successful. And I used to, that's, that used to be like the pinnacle of all of my containers because I would, I would move through a process myself and then I would try and teach it like, here's what I've done and it's worked for me. And now when I write, I'm, I just lit, I'm so hard to kind of put it into words. I, I'm just so mindful of how can I still write poetically and beautifully, but where I'm really not using my, my, um, influence and my word artistry to bewitch you into out of yourself. Like, how can I, how can I cherish you and help you see that like the more yourself you can be, um, the more successful you'll be and the more happy you'll be and the more fulfilled you'll be. How has making that switch shifted your work with clients and your relationship with your own business? Oh my God unspeakable how much it's shifted in my one-to-one -one work in my mentorship it's shifted from me feeling responsible for micromanaging their process because I could only I, like because I'd made it into this very linear thing where like here is a process that I understand and therefore I'm going to help you through the same process and kind of micromanaging them through it and then feeling responsible for them. Instead, I see myself as engaging into a partnership with my client inside a field that holds within it the work that we're here to do together. And it's not this transactional quality anymore. It's like I'm attuned to the field of mentorship. The field of mentorship is completely different to me trying to facilitate a process for them and so what it's what it's meant is that I'm able to hold a much more impeccable robust space for my clients and my capacity for taking on clients as a result has vastly increased because I could only ever have a few at a time because it was so intense because I would I would go in and it was like a, a relatively enmeshed space because I felt very responsible for their growth because I felt um yeah, because I, I just didn't have that, those boundaries. Like I didn't have that sovereign presence. Whereas now, because I, ha I show up to my one-to-one -one containers in a different way, where I'm just holding space for them to be themselves and to come into wholeness, it means that I always feel energized after I leave a mentoring call. Like my capacity has wildly increased. Wow, such a powerful shift. I have one more juicy question for you about your work with Hero. 
I'm curious what you thought, mm-hmm. well, how you found her and then what you thought you were being brought to work with her on and then what it actually is. Yeah, that's a good question. So I found her because one of my closest friends, Tara, Tara Bliss, a phenomenal woman who everybody should go and check out, um, has been working with Hero for about five or six years. And Tara and I are very close friends. So we've many times discussed Hero. And what I love, what I've always loved about Hero is the way that she writes. She is the most incredible writer and she's unique. She's completely unique. And it's hard to quantify why she's unique. But now that I know her personally and have worked with her, I understand her uniqueness is is sovereignty. She is the most sovereign human being I've ever met in my entire life. And I had no idea what to expect. I had absolutely no preconceptions when I enrolled into her mentorship. I just knew, my intention was, because you have to go through this huge application process, like the biggest application process I've ever gone through. And my intention was, I want to focus on the work. I don't want to focus on how to get more clients, how to sell more programs, how to become more successful, how to grow my business, how to expand. I want to focus on my work, the quality and the caliber of my work. So I want to refine my work. So it it was all about refinement over growth. And I was so spiritually curious around that, what that would look like. What would it be like if I could go deep into the heart of my work, my sacred work, and spend, you know, months and months building that out and refining it? And so first I enrolled in, in mentorship with her where she was my mentor for three months. And now I'm enrolled as her apprentice into her training, which is nine months. And it's been absolutely incredible because the first three months where I was her mentee, I would bring her every week what's going on in my business, what's going on with my clients, what's going on with um, you know, the frameworks, the structures, the energetics, and she would mentor me through. But now that I'm her student and I'm learning from her, she's teaching me everything that she knows. And that's a completely different ballgame. So she's teaching me how to attune to the field of mentorship and how to stand as a partner to mentorship itself. And so learning how to mentor other people in a way that is completely different to any other mentorship training or anyone else's style of mentorship, it's completely different. It's actually working with the field of mentorship itself and learning from the field itself rather than cobbling together thought forms and projections that humanity has like amassed over the years and it's their constructs around what mentorship is and it's got nothing to do with what mentorship is if you tune into the spirit of mentorship the soul of mentorship it's a completely different being wow another mic drop okay um (laughs) well this has been one of the most profoundly deep and like a spheric conversation where we kind of have walked so many different paths that crossed. And there's still one huge topic that we haven't covered. And I have a sense that I would love to invite you to have another conversation just focused on money next time. How does that sound? Mm. Yes, we should definitely have a conversation about money. It's one of my favorite 
topics to talk about. I know you hold a lot of wisdom in that field, and I would love to have that conversation. There's like a whole series of money conversations coming up on my podcast. So maybe in a few weeks, we'll reconnect and have that. And I'm also going through like a whole process of personal transformation around money. I just did a course on more of like the human physical aspects of it that really empowered me in all other kind of invisible realms. And I just actually putting out a podcast, solo podcast episode today on my journey with money. And honestly, it's my favorite. It's been my favorite podcast to record out of anything, any, any, any podcast episode I've ever done. And I'm excited to have that conversation with you. But in the meantime, I'm just so deeply moved and grateful, Ellie, for you sharing your work so generously. And I'm grateful to the divine for hooking up the SEO connection because it's so funny that like, you just never know where you're going to meet somebody who will have such an impact on your world and every part of it. And yeah, profound gratitude for those invisible channels that bring us together when we are ready. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for, le- for holding a space for me to speak quite tenderly and clumsily and tentatively. And, you know, I'm still a learner in a lot of the, the concepts and topics that we talked about. And I wouldn't have felt comfortable speaking so kind of as such a beginner in so much of this. I wouldn't have felt comfortable to be in that role with a lot of people. But I think it's quite important to to be ourselves and to be a little bit clumsy and to be a little bit still searching for words um, and to, you know, to be like a Bambi in the headlights. <laughs> and I love being in that process where I'm learning and I love that I could speak about that with you. So thank you so much. Mm. It was, it's been a huge pleasure and I really look forward to part two. <laughs> mm. That's so interesting that that was your experience because my experience of you sharing was that you're such a wordsmith and you sp- spoke so poetically and the a lot of the concepts that we talked about uh to me felt quite advanced <laughs> so i felt like a bambi but you know what <laughs> two bambis frolicking together it's like the perception of the linearity is so illusory as well and we're in this conversation together now creating those intersecting circles because that's what's meant to be and that's what serves everybody for the highest good. That's my highest hope. So the final question I have for you is, well, two actually. One, what's the best way for everybody to connect with you now that we've given them a glimpse into your world and you know mentioned what you kind of space you hold online? And then also, if there's anything at all that I didn't ask you about that you feel called to share in this space. So question one, the best place to connect with me is Instagram for sure. And that's Ellie Silen, all one word. And my website, you know, it's, it's a simple website. Um, I'm about to go in and revamp, revamp it fully. And I'm actually, to be fully transparent with you, about to go in and look very honestly where I've relied too heavily on spellcasting and I'm going to go and simplify my language and make it more energetically resonant with how I feel and who I am today. So you could also pop on there and have a look at my most recent edits, (laughs) but I would say Instagram is the place to find me. And I think 
I think we've talked about everything that was hot on my heart and I'm sure that in part two of our conversation it'll be a whole other exploration and I really look forward to it. Thank you so much. Thank you everybody for tuning in. Have a blessed day. If you're moved by what was shared in this episode and not sure how to take action, start by writing it down. When we notice abundance and clarity in all shapes and forms and honor it, it grows. And if you're called to share the podcast with someone who you know is ready to receive it, follow that. Find all episodes, show notes, and current offerings on XeniaBrief.com. Subscribe to Xenia Brief Podcast on Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and a review, and take one deep breath into the knowing that's already within you.